Good morning. Welcome to the Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press, Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today, we'll discuss the case Gucher v. State, 633-SW-2D-860, Texas, Court of Criminal Appeals, 1982. I couldn't tell from reading this case but this may have been in Austin. If anyone knows any information about this case from what I read, let me know. It'd be interesting to find out. What happened in this case? Let's read from the record. It says, quote, The jury assessed punishment at confinement in the county jail for 180 days and a fine of $200, but recommended probation. End quote. This is the first case I've seen that the jury had some leniency, probation, that they recommended. The other cases it involved, when they were found guilty, it involved jail time and fines. $200, 180 days in jail is too strict. Probation is too strict for obscenity trials. As I don't believe obscenity should be against the law, And Justice Black ruled in the United States versus Justice Black argued in the United States versus 37 photographs that the First Amendment should include protection for obscenity. What item was under contention here? Let's read. The court says, quote, Deputy Sheriff D.J. Mulder attended a showing at the Trail Drive-In on the evening of December 5th, 1977 in Johnson County where the movie Cherry Truckers, Fulfillment, and an unnamed film were playing. Mulder purchased a ticket from the appellant, watched all three features, and the following day consulted with the district attorney regarding institution of criminal charges against the employees of the theater. Mulder procured arrest warrants and a search warrant describing all three films from a justice of the peace in Alavero, and again proceeded to the trail drive in, end quote. There we have it. Now, upon reviewing this, it says Johnson County Plain. Has anyone ever been to the trail driving? Any old-timers out there ever been to that? Any old-timers out there ever seen the films Cherry Truckers or Fulfillment or that unnamed film? By chance, did you happen to see that on those dates in there? That would be a remarkable historical coincidence. Also, this decision says, quote, After watching all three films, Mulder executed the arrest warrants by taking appellant Mrs. Acevedo and Baldwin into custody. In addition, Mulder arrested Mr. Acevedo, who was standing in the doorway between the snack bar and the projection room. All three films were confiscated. As part of the presentation of the state's case, the jury viewed Cherry Truckers and Fulfillment. End quote. This appellant had four points, I'm sorry, five points of error that they tried to overturn this decision by asserting. One was about a speedy trial. Another one i like to discuss in further here. It says, quote, In Appellant's first ground of error, she claims that the evidence is insufficient because the material is not considered as a whole. Appellant asserts that since Mulder paid a single emission price for all three films, the jury should have considered all three films in making its determination of obscenity, end quote. That's a good quote. 
Unfortunately, this court didn't find that persuasive. They said, quote, Lower courts have consistently upheld the principle of Roth that isolated excerpts cannot in any way be a basis for a finding of obscenity. Thus, a pattern of seizures by police admittedly based on indicators such as bare breasts or buttocks have been held to be impermissible since one objectionable picture cannot render an entire publication obscene. Similarly, it has been held that since isolated episodes are insufficient and arrests made on the basis of an offense committed in the presence of an officer requires the officer to have seen the entire motion picture. Each motion picture or single book is considered a unit of perception. End quote. This expands our abilities to defend ourselves. So this gives defendants in obscenity trials some more leeway. I like this reasoning because pretty much anything that's not PG-13 is going to have something objectionable about it. And do you want to ban everything? I'm not giving you moral crusaders or prudes out there any ideas. But to me, this is a valid point because if we need to declare anything obscene, which we shouldn't in the first place, but if we did, we'd have to make it something that is not something here or there obscene, but entirely obscene. In one issue, the appellant is invoking the First Amendment and freedom of speech. It says, quote, In appellant's fifth and final ground of error, she asserts that VTCA Penal Code 4321-1 is void for vagueness in that it fails to articulate or describe what is patently offensive, thereby depriving an appellant for her First Amendment right to freedom of speech under the Constitution of the United States, end quote. Good move. We need to invoke the First Amendment when we can. We need to try to advance it. We may not always win, but we can certainly try. We can certainly take it to the next level when we can. Unfortunately, they did not give this defendant an inch. None of the five issues here did the court grant to the appellate. Ultimately, it says, quote, the judgment is affirmed, end quote. Alas, alas. Acevedo may no longer be with us on the earthly plane, but Acevedo may well be in First Amendment heaven, which is the place we should all strive to go. Not everyone's going to get there, but those of us who fight the good fight can end up there. And if you go there and you see Acevedo, say, hey, I remember that case, Gucci versus state of Texas, in which you fought for freedom of speech to air the film's Cherry Truckers fulfillment than an unnamed film. How will you advance the First Amendment freedom of speech and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.